that you're saved and you're going to heaven. Uh, but, you know, if you, have, uh, if you have a digital Bible, you know, that's, you know, that's all right, too. That means we just find it just a little bit quicker. Amen. Amen goes right there. So if you could turn, if you could turn, I'm reading from the Beacon Bible this morning. If you could turn uh, your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings. Listen, I'll give you time to wait because that's a hard book to find right there. It's right before 2 Kings. That's a... Uh, <laughs> so, 1 Kings chapter 18, when you have it, say, I got, I got it. If you still need time, say, hold up, wait a minute. All right, I got you, I got you. If you got it, if you got it, ready? 1 Kings chapter 18, I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 for you, and then we're going to skip down to verses 41 through 45. Amen? First Kings 18, 1 and 2. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. Let's jump down to verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time, he said, behold, I see a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots. Go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and with wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode to Jezreel. And Ahab rode to Jezreel. The title title of today's message is, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Do me just a real quick favor. Just kind of nudge the person next to you. Y'all know how we do. See, in, in my church, you know, we kind of talk to people with our hands. Just look to the person next to you and say, did you hear that? Did you hear that? You probably, probably Chris Tucker and uh, Jackie Chan would probably say something like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? But did you, did you hear that? And you're probably saying, well, Pastor Ty, what am, I, what am I listening for? Did you hear that? You need to hear how to get out of a drought season in your life. If I, had to, if, I had to put, if I had to put a big idea on this thing uh, this morning, I, I would probably say, Gio, that the big idea today is we have to put the word in our ears and in our minds so that we just don't focus on what we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes our eyes can play tricks on us. So we have to put the word in our ears, in our minds, so we just don't focus on what 
we see. You know, being, you know, being a product of the uh, being a product of the late 80s and, and the 90s. Yes. Thank you, Mark, for laughing. Being a product of the 80s and the 90s, growing up in, in the city of Chicago, I uh, I found myself somewhat. I, I went to I went to an all white, I went to an all-white high school. I, I, I was totally, I was totally out. Of my element. I know y'all looking at me like, what? You went to an all-white high school? Yeah, 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 me. Yeah, I went to an all-white high school. I was totally uh, out of my element. While, 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 while I might have been the person, you know, coming up on the south side uh, of Chicago where my friends, they would, uh, they would come up to me. I might have been the person that they would say, yo, Ty, did you hear did you hear that brand new jam? You hear that brand new jam by Teddy Riley and Guy, and, and we were all we were all get together and then go like this. You go like this. So it would start. He was like jam, jam, uh, jam, uh, jam. And you know, and back in the '90s, you know, we used to dance all crazy like. We dance all big. You know what I'm saying? We dance all big with it. Yeah. But to assimilate on my other side, while I went to the white high school, Ray, they would come up to me and say, hey, bro. Dude, bro, did you hear? Did you hear the brand new song by, by the class? Should I stay or should I go? You know, they would say, did you hear that brand new one? And I'm like, and I'm like, uh, I, I'm pretending, I'm, I'm pretending like I know, I'm pretending like I know what they're talking about. And it went, and it went something like this. Oh, you got to let me know. It's the only part I knew. Should I stay or should I go? And then I get to the fast part like this. Should I stay or should I go now? Listen, I was in this weird place, and sometimes when you are in a weird place and a wrong place, Christina, you would do both weird and wrong things. Now, now, don't, now don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, not by any stretch of the imagination am I saying that to be in the white high school was the wrong place. But what I'm saying, as a young African-American male from the south side of Chicago, to be in a room and to be the only person of color, to be in a room of all white people, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was, that was for me, it felt like the wrong place. You know, and, and it was definitely an experience that I had 
to experience. You see, it's one thing. It's one thing to, to be out of your element. I was only out of my element, Travis. But what if you are out of your element and out of resources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, here we find King, King Ahab and Israel. They're, they're, they're out of their element because they have been very much so like me, affected by two different cultures. They were out of their element because these are the people of promise. They're out of their element. They're doing all kind of ungodly and unruly things. They're twerking. In the, it would be the same as twerking in the church nowadays. They're doing all kind of ruly things. And because of this, Mama Rosa, because of this, the land that was supposed to be flowing with milk and honey is now out of resources. The story goes. The story goes, you may not, you may not know this or not, uh, but because of King Ahab's and, and, and Israel's disobedience, they begin to serve another God. Somebody say another one. They begin to serve another God. In chapter, in chapter 17, in chapter 17, the prophet Elijah, he, he predicted that a drought was going to take place. Now, if I could just deal with that word drought just for a minute, you know, the, the Hebrew word for the word drought uh, is desimone, which means dried up ground, which means a dry place. And it also means thirsty or a thirsty place. He predicted that they will come to a thirsty place. Question, have you ever, have you ever found yourself in a thirsty place, and you would do anything, I mean anything, for a drink of water. You know, you drink from the water hose. Ain't no telling where that water hose been. You you drink, you drink from a dirty cup. You'll go to the creek where, where all the animals that you just find yourself, if you do that, that's nasty, but you'll, 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 you'll find yourself desperate and drinking because you are out of these resources. And see, and when this thing hit, when this thing hit, because they were out of their resources, a drought began to take place. And also as a result of the drought, famine came. Now, the word famine means hungry. Do you know what it's like to be both hungry and thirsty? I would imagine that one would be desperate. You would do just about anything to get something to eat and something to drink. Now, they hunger and they thirst. They hunger and they thirst. As a result of the famine and the drought, they hunger, Tasha, and they thirst. You see, the ground is dried up because of this drought. That means, for, that means for our vegans and for our vegetarians, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but for our vegans and for our vegetarians, that means, that means that there's no vegetation that's able to grow, which means for you, you cannot have a coconut rice bowl with a side of tofu. And for our meatarians like me, it means that the... I'm a meatarian, y'all. It means that the livestock... It's not growing, Mark. So that, so that means that there is no, no bacon, no brisket, or no baby back ribs. I just made y'all hungry. 
But they hunger and they thirst. And when you get desperate, being hungry and thirsty, you'll do just about anything and you'll go to just about anyone to satisfy your need. Yeah, yeah, I'm going somewhere with this thing. Stay with me. So Israel, they go for a God, Baal. They go for a God by the name of Baal. And the reason why they went uh, uh, to Baal was because the followers of Baal told them, well, you know, during this time, y'all know how people are, you know, Brandy, when, when everybody thinks they can tell you what's right. I can just imagine by this time. It was like during this time, listen here, Israel, what y'all want to do is serve Baal. And let me tell you why you want to serve Baal. Because I, you know, they gave King Ahab and Israel false credentials about Baal and a false resume. So, so Israel, in their disobedience, in their foolish way, of thinking they listen they listen to all of the foolishness around them thinking to themselves that they could do better you see it was because of this foolishness and the false resume of this so-called god baal and his false credentials and his false statuses you see they said that his statuses and his credentials was that he was a god of lightning listen he was the new he was the new shiny thing he was the he was the god of lightning you see his false credentials and his false resume said that he was the god of weather and how many of you know that during a drought season who wouldn't want to serve a god of weather amen his, his, his false credentials and his false resume said this is about to make somebody happy that, that he was the god of fertility and Scott, in other words, in other words, during this time, he was responsible for babies and crops. And during a period of being hungry and thirsty, you definitely need some crops. I don't know about the babies, but he was, he was, but he was definitely responsible. They said he was definitely responsible for babies and crops. So what happens? King Ahab and Israel, they go for the first thing that can meet their immediate needs. And to add insult to injury, another name or the meaning of the name for a God. Notice I didn't say the God, but I said another meaning for the name of a God, but all means husband. What are you trying to say, Ty? This is about to smack somebody upside the face. Listen, they married themselves to a short-term solution to meet a long-term need. I got, I got a question for y'all this morning. Y'all, you, you know, you don't have to answer me. You know, if, if you sitting next to the person, just wink or blink, blink your eyes twice. But, but, but you, 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 how many times have you yoked yourself or connected yourself to something or to someone that, can, that you think can solve a short-term need for a long-term problem? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to answer that. But let me tell you. Let me tell you, it's the people of the living God who are blessed because it's the people of the living God who hunger and thirst for and after righteousness and that we would no longer have to resolve 
and no longer have to fall into the effects of our drought season. Let me just uh, let me just back this thing up a little bit. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why my my my, my first point. My first point I want to make uh, uh, this morning on, on I want you to hear on how to get out of your dry season. Uh, my first point I want to make this morning is that you have to pronounce who God is. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You 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 see. You see, it's, it's one thing, you know, to, 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 to know God. And, and how many of you know that, you know, to know God is, is to love him? But, but, there, but there's another thing. There's an additional thing when you know God and you pronounce who he is. Amen? So King Ahab, King Ahab and the people of Israel, they're worshiping the wrong God, y'all. It's plain and simple. So the prophet Elijah, the prophet Elijah, he aimed so that the uh, Israelites to serve the true God. So what he did, Scott, he set up this dope experiment. And I could probably see Elijah probably got a white coat on and everything, but he set up this dope experiment so that, uh, so that uh, he can prove to the Israelites who the true and uh, only God is, so they can recognize who the true and only God is. And sometimes that's the only thing we need. Sometimes those are the only encounters we need. You know, the, the Bible says, the Bible says uh, over, in, uh, over in verse 39, it says, and when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. He is God. They said, the Lord, he is God. He is God. So in this experiment, Elijah, he's like this. They, they, they got a show enough, they got a show enough showdown at high noon. Do, 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 do. So Elijah, the prophet of the living God, is faced with the prophets, about 850 of the prophets of Baal. He grabs them. They go to the middle of the town. And he said, I tell you what, Israel, how long will you waver in between two opinions. That'll preach right there. How long when you waver between two opinions? So in this experiment, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to take a bull, and the prophets of Baal, y'all take a bull. But here's what's going to take place. I want you to place this bull on the altar. I want you to place it on the altar. Don't, don't set no fire to it. Don't do anything to it. Just place the bull on the altar. Once you place the bull on the altar, I want you to step back. And the only thing I want you to use, the only thing I want you to use is your voice. That's all I want you to use. So they placed the bull on the altar, Rachel. They placed the bulls on the altar. And Elijah, the way that he is, he said, I tell y'all what, I, I, I'm going to let you go first because he said, whoever... Whoever God, whichever God that we call on as we call fire to come down and to burn up the sacrifice, that will be the one and true only God. So Taylor, the prophets of Baal, they grab their bull, and I can probably see them. They stirring it up, slapping it up, flipping it, rubbing it down. Oh, no. They, you know, they, they, they doing everything, and, I, and I'm probably, you know, they probably want to try to set the thing on fire, but they call it now. Oh, Baal. I don't know how they said it, but that's the kind of way I just kind of imagine it. Oh, Baal. They cabin patch it. They doing everything. You know, they, you know, they doing everything to get this thing. But Scott, it was to no avail. They produced 
absolutely zero results. But, but the prophet Elijah, he comes up. He's all cool, calm, and collected. I can just kind of see him rolling up to the spot. I can kind of see him rolling up to the spot. He said, I tell you what, we're going to make this thing a little bit more interesting. Set, put a whole lot of water on the wood where the fire is supposed to be. As a matter of fact, drench the altar with water. And, 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 we, and we about to see something happen. I could just probably send Elijah saying to himself, it's about to go down. So he calls out to the one and true God, and God strikes and sets the altar on fire. Not only setting the sacrifice on fire, but God sets the altar. Now, mind you, the altar is full of water. It's soaked in water. So that means anytime you got wood soaked in water, Mark, ain't no fire taking place. So it's soaked in water. He calls down and God sets it on fire. Not only does he set it on fire, but he sets the wood on fire. He sets the altar on fire and everything around it is dried up. What are you trying to say, Pastor Ty? I'm glad you asked me. God can take an an impossible situation and make it possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why do y'all think, why do y'all think I worship the way that I do? Why do y'all think that I give God the glory the way that I do? I'm just not up here just dancing and singing to high heaven for my help, but I'm worshiping him for what he has done for me in my life and how he turned impossible situations around for me. This is the very heart of worship. I've seen him turn it around for me. Growing up. Growing up in the hood, I, 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 I must admit, I never thought, I never thought that I would see my age right now, which is 30 plus. I never, I never thought, I never thought that I would see myself get married or have children because of my environment. I remember this one time, I remember this one time, Chip, I, you know, it wasn't too long ago. I, I may have been, you know, seven Seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I was walking home from school. I was walking home from school. It's about five blocks. It's about five blocks away uh, from school. I was walking home from school, and this dude, this dude, he rolls up on me. You know, this this older guy. You know, he he rolls up on me, and uh, uh, he he just comes up on me, man. He's like, hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, how you doing? He came up to me like like he knew me, right? And like I said, I'm. You know, I'm seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? And he said, okay, okay, what, what's, and he began to talk to me, and, and he befriended me. And, and I'm like, okay, this dude is kind of cool, right? This dude is kind of cool. And he said, well, what's your mother's name? So I told him, I told him my mother's name. Anytime I tell anybody my mother's name, Brandy, you know, the whole neighborhood started to shake because my mother was what you call crazy. So especially if you mess with her kids. So I told him my mother's name, and he was like, okay, all right, all right. And he goes, what's your name? So I told him, I told him my name because I thought it was safe because I told him my mother's name, right? I thought it was safe. And then he says to me, he says to me, he said, listen, listen here, Tyree, your mother, your mother wanted me to tell you 
that you need to go home with me. She know all about it. Don't even worry. Don't even worry about it. She know all about it. She, she, she told me to tell you to come home with me. Now, that was immediate at that age. I knew that was something wrong. You see, during that time, it was a string of kidnapping taking place in the city of Chicago, especially young boys. And I knew at that time that there was something wrong. And I'm saying to myself, wow, what did I just do? And the man said, yo, yo, Ty, Tyree, just, just come on with me. My car is right there. But something told this dude to ask me a question. And he said, well, wait a minute, Tyree, do you know, do you know how to sing? Or uh, he, said, you know, he said, what do you know how to do? Do you know how to sing or dance? And, and, and I, know how to do, you know, I know how to do both, as y'all can see with those dope moves I just gave you. You know, and I know, I, I know how to do both. But, but for some reason, Scott, I said, I know how to sing. I said, I know how to sing. And he said, okay, okay, Tyree, I tell you what, uh, uh, before, before we get in the car, before we get in the car, I want you to sing a song. I want you to sing a song for me. And Mama Rosa, for some reason, the only, the only song that I could sing was, Jesus is my rock in the weary land. Jesus is my rock in the weary land. Jesus is my rock in the weary land. And I was grooving to do, I'ma say, hey, he's my shelter in the time of storms. He'll be there when everything goes wrong. Jesus is my rock in the weary land. Say, I worship you. Jesus is my rock and a weird real life. And for some reason, Christina, I kept on singing it over and over again. And I kept on getting louder and louder. I kept on getting more boisterous and more boisterous. And I began to notice the continence of this man's face. He was ch it changed. And he said, okay, little Tyree, you go ahead and go home. You, you... You go ahead and go home. Tell, 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 tell your mama, tell your mama, I'm not going to pick you up today, but you, you go ahead and go home. What are you trying to say at that time, Janine? I only knew how to pronounce who Jesus was through that little worship song. And I'm telling y'all today, when it seemed like that there's no way out, when it seems like your back is is against the wall when it seems like you can't see your way through that you need to begin to declare and pronounce who Jesus is, still is in your life. So if you don't have a job, guess what? That's all right because he's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. If you feel like you ain't got no peace, guess what? That's all right because he's Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. When it seems like your foundations may be shaking all around you, guess what? That's all right because he is the chief and cornerstones. If you say to yourself, Mark, I got knees, guess what he's saying to you? That's okay, baby. You got knees. But I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Whatever the impossible situation is, whatever the impossible 
situation is in your life, I want to challenge y'all this morning. I just want you to take a think back. Just look back. My mother used to say, when I, used, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that I got a testimony because he brought me from point A to point B. And I want to encourage y'all today that whatever the problem is, I want y'all to begin to pronounce who God still is. Now, I don't normally do this when I'm preaching, but I just want us to take about 30 seconds. I want us to take about 30 seconds to begin to pronounce who God is. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm feeling... I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of what they would say at my church. I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of preachy this morning. So y'all, y'all got to excuse me if you've never been to Beacon. It, it may, it may be a little bit, oh, it may be a little bit unorthodox. Oh, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus, yeah. I can't help but to pronounce who God still is in my life. The second point, the second point I want, I want y'all to know to hear, uh, to hear on how to get out of your dry season is you have to have a prophetic imagination. Turn to somebody and say, neighbor, you have to have a prophetic imagination. Let me just break it down to you real quick. Elijah, Elijah, tells, uh, Elijah tells King Ahab during this time, he tells King Ahab, he said, Elijah says, Ahab, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get up. See, that'll, see, that'll preach right there. You see, because sometimes we often, when things don't go right in our lives, we often want to sit back and want to binge on Netflix. We want to sit back and we want to draw the curtain shut. We want to sit back and not get up. But Elijah, he tells Ahab, he said, get up, eat, and drink, because I hear the sound of rushing rain. I hear the sound of the rushing rain. Now this is very interesting because Elijah tells Ahab, Ahab, I don't see the rain. I, I, I watched nine news and I didn't, it was no rain in the forecast, but I, I heard somewhere, I heard that I'm hearing the sound of the rain. What Elijah is doing to him, he said, so King Ahab, get up, eat, and drink. This is crazy because I told y'all that they are in a middle of a drought. So that means resources, water, food, everything is scarce. But Elijah is prophesying and speaking into the life of King Ahab. He said, I know that things are dried up. I know that you're in a thirsty place, but, but Ahab, get up, eat, and drink. What are you saying, Pastor Ty? Let me, just, uh, let me just bring it down to you. Let me just bring it down to you. You need people in your life that will spur your 
prophetic imagination. Ah, uh, you know, you don't need, you don't need those people. I'm going to grab this from my pocket real quick, Gary. You don't need, you don't need those people that's, that, 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 that's just going to make everything sound super, super good to you. Or you don't need all those people that's going to always tell you bad. But what you need are those people that will spur your prophetic imagination. I'm talking about your pastors. I'm talking about your small group. I'm talking about your worshipers. I'm talking about the people that can speak in your life, that can tell you, baby, you can have faith through this famine. Yeah. I know, I know what's going on, but you can walk through, you can get through this famine. And, and, and as they speak this prophetically into you, and as your prophetic imagination begins to spur, what you must say to yourself is this. I know that I serve a God that does not operate roles, that does not operate in the natural, but I serve a God that operates in the supernatural. Ahab, Ahab told, Ahab told, uh, Elijah told Ahab in verse 41, he said that I heard the sound of the rushing rain. You know, what, what are you trying to say? I, I told you earlier, the big idea is that, you know, we have to, we have to begin to put the word of God the word of God in our ears. We have to put the word of God in our ears. We have to begin to turn the TV off and put the word of God in our ears. We have to get off of Facebook and put the word of God in our ears. Brandon, we have to, you know, I know some of us, I know some of us live and die by, by social media, but we have to put those things down and, and put the word of God in our ears and begin and learn to focus on what God said. Why, 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 why do we focus on what God said? Here's a simple reason why. Y'all, I got any parents in the room today? I got any parents in the room? Good, good. So, so, so when you tell, when you tell your kids something, when you say, see, my, 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 mother, my mother, she would just say something to me once or twice. Scott, she would say something to me once or twice. And she would say, now I know you heard what I said. And that would immediately Remind me of her voice. Oh, my God, I'm going somewhere with this thing. Listen, I know, parents, when you tell your baby, listen, don't let me say that again. That's going to carry them all through life. That's going to carry them all through life. You have to know that God has said it over and over again. How do you know? Because the Bible, my Bible, my Bible tells me that, that, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, my Bible tells me that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What are you trying to say, Pastor Tom? I'm so glad y'all asked me that. I'm trying to say you may see some dried up situations in your life, Travis. You may be at a thirsty place in your life and you can only see the proverbial dry ground. But what you should be doing is not so much trying to see what's in front of you, but what you need to be doing is listening to what God had said because he said, I hear the sound of rushing rain. So you need to be sad that, you know, I, I, I hear the sound of rushing rain. When, when I hear the sound of, of, of a rushing rain, you know, I don't see, I don't see the promotion right now, but, but, but I hear that it's coming. 
You know, I, I, bet you, I bet you I hear that it's coming. How, how do you know you can say that, Chip? You can say that because the Bible tells me that promotion don't come from the east, west, south, but it comes from the Lord above. You have to have. It's absolutely imperative that you have a prophetic imagination and begin to speak those things that are not as though they were. You need to have a prophetic imagination. You need to have people in your life that will spur that prophetic imagination. And my last, my last point that I want to make is that you have to, you have to look. You have to look. You got to look for the rain. Why I got to look for the rain, Ty? Let me tell you why. Because if God said it, I believe it. And that's that. There's a 100% chance of rain. There's a 100% chance of rain. Story goes on to say that, 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 that Elijah, Elijah went to the top of the mount. He began to pray. Come here, Mark. Come here, Mark. I, I just, I, I got I to gotta show you. I got to show you this picture. He, he, began, he began to pray. He went to the top of the mountain, John. He began, he began to pray. And he's praying, God, send the rain. Send the rain. And then, and then, he, called, then he called for his servant. Servant, come here. And he asked the servant, do you, do you, see, do, do you see the rain? What do you see? He, oh, his servant said, he, oh, he's, so he told his servant, go, go back over there. Look again. Look again. So Elijah, he went back. He went, back, he went back to pray. He went back to pray, and he called the servant. Come, come here. Come, come here, servant. Servant, do you, do, you see, do you see something yet? His servant said, he said, he said go look again. He said, go look again. And then he called him again. He called him three times. He said, come here. Come here. Come here. He said, he said yo, do you see the rain? His servant his servant said, no, he said, go look again. Whatever you do, I just want you to keep on looking. Just whatever you do, don't you stop looking. Then he called him again. He said, come here. Come here. He said, what? What? He said, do you see? Do you see the rain? What you see now? His servant looking. You don't see nothing yet? Go back again. Go back again. He sent them again. He sent them again. So we had five times, right? We had five times. Fifth time, he called him over. Come here. Come here, come here, he got it five times. He said, he said, do you see? He don't see it, he don't see it again. He don't see it, he said, go back again. He come back again, and then, and then he called him a sixth time. He said, come here. He, he called him again, he, came, he said, his servant, I'm sure probably serving just like this, Brandy, like some of us, oh my God, why do I have to keep on, oh man, how many times he going to ask me the same thing over and over again, do I see the rain? He said, do you see the rain for the sixth time? His servant, perplexed, he said, all right, boy, go ahead, get over out of there. He sent him again, John, he called him again, it's the seventh time, he called him again, seventh time, he said, he said, do you see, do you see the rain and his servant? His servant, he sees, he sees a small cloud. 
And I'm sure by this time, because all those times that he had sent the servant back, Brandy, the servant is just shouting over the small cloud. And he's pointing at this, yeah, he's pointing at this small cloud. He said, he said, okay. So he said, he said, yo, he see the cloud. What are you trying to say, Ty? Before I move on, he see the cloud sometimes in our life. Sometimes in our life, we have to begin to shout over the small things. Yeah. Yeah. We have to begin to give God the worship over the small things. You see, we have to keep on looking again. We have to keep on looking again. But how many of you know that these looks, they're all about uh, expectation and consistency. And once we build up that expectation and that consistency, we can find ourselves, keep on looking and expecting God to do some wonderful things. What are you trying to say, Ty? If it takes all day, you keep on looking with expectation. If it takes all month, guess what? Keep on looking with expectation. Even if, whoo! Even if it takes all year with expectations, keep on looking. I don't care if you look one, two, three, four, five, 100 times. You need to keep on looking with expectations and believe that God will bring the rain. Why? Because God is not a man that he shall lie. If he said it, I believe it. If he said it, it's done. So, so, so what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? You know, those small things. That just mean, that, that means this. Check this out. I'm, I'm coming down somebody's block real quick. Um, I'm coming down your block real quick. If you don't have a new car, that's okay. Praise him for the old car that you got to keep on uh, jimmying up to get started. It, it, and, and for that, and if you don't have a car at all, guess what? Praise him for the bus pass that you can stand on the corner, even in the cold, wrapped up and talk to Jesus. You know, if you ain't got a bus pass, that's okay. Praise him for your legs, that he gave you legs to walk. Guess what? If you can't walk, praise him for that wheelchair that he got. Oh, my God. You just begin to give God the praise for those little things. And listen, listen, God will deliver and bring the rain. You see, we need, we need to begin to shout with expectation for the downpour. Why? Because there's a 100% chance of rain. Just do me a favor real quick. Just turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor, I'm not a weatherman, but I believe that there's a 100% chance of rain. In other words, there's going to be rain pouring out of blessings. There's a 100% chance of rain of healing. There's going to be a 100% chance of deliverance in your life. There's going to be, Chip, a 100% chance of grace, joy, peace, and blessings over your life. A 100% chance of rain. Worship team, you can come up. And as I get ready to take my seat in the last verse, it said that Ahab, he rode, in verse 45, he rode 
to Jezreel. And I want you to notice something right here. The meaning of Jezreel means the Lord souls. Uh, Y'all missed it. In other words, God sent King Ahab to a place where God himself, Marine, will always sow and pour into your life. You know, it's a wonderful thing when other people sow into us. But when the Almighty sow and pour into us, it's an amazing thing. And how did he do it? He sowed and he poured into us through Jesus Christ. When Jesus came and gave his life so that you and I could have the right to be called the sons and the daughters of God. Scott, where, where we were in a drought, I heard Jesus say, not no more. I heard Jesus say, Ty, I want you to hear that your drought, that your barren place, that your hungry place, that your thirsty place is no more. And as we begin to worship once more, while I've been ministering, perhaps the Holy Ghost may have been speaking to you. And you may be saying to yourself, yo, Pastor Ty, Tyree, Tyrone, whatever you want to call me, I'm in a, I'm in a dry place. I'm in a dry place. I'm in a thirsty place. And I don't quite know how to get out of this place. Our deacons, they're coming right now. All of our deacons, they're coming right now. Our, our prayer warriors, they're coming now to pray with you and to pray for you on how to get out of your dry and how to get out of your barren place. Because I believe that with Christ, yeah, I want y'all to hear that your drought, your drought right now in Jesus' name is over. If that's you, come on down to the altar. Let us pray. Let us pray for you and let us pray with you.